You seem okay. All right, let's All right. go while we, we've got the fucking... God, right. God smiles upon us. Let's go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener. This game is the criminal of co-op or something better off playing solo. Okay, dear listener, I need you to stay with me on this one. We're moving quick. So, we are having terrible technical issues. Right, Nave? Yeah, we're like constantly disconnecting. We lost half of our fucking recording. We are this. We're doing the beginning at the end now. Yeah, like we're done recording. Basically, we still have to do our final reviews. Oh god, it's been a nightmare. It's been almost as nightmarish as Isaac Clark's tra travels through his through his. It's not the Ishimura, whatever the fuck new ship um, he's on. Yeah, I don't know what the new ship is on. But anyways, dear listener, this is gonna be weird because. I don't know. It's already in the future for the past for us, and there's alternate timelines at this point of the podcast. Philip, Philip fucking yeah. took his daughter to Girl Scouts. I drank like eight beers while he was gone. He was like, I was just partying, waiting for him. Apparently, he came back early or something. Wait, what happened, Philip? Why are you back so early? Uh, we ended up not going to Scouts. Like there was like conflicts, so I was like, well, that's fine. I'll just jump back on and record with Nave. And I spend 15 minutes trying to message you, and then I'm like, well, he's not joining. So I'll just start editing the pod, the pod that we're recording right now that I'm editing in the past. You were like, uh, I'm going to be back at 745. And I was like, okie dokie. And I just turned on really loud heavy metal and just yeah. started drinking you left and your cleaning mic my on, apartment. Too. So I was listening to your heavy metal while I was editing the pod. And I noticed that we lost the first chunk of the pod that this is now replacing and probably not doing a very good part because we're just talking about what we lost. Well, we really didn't talk. What do we have to hit on? We're not playing anything. We played Halo a little bit. It was fun. Actually, it wasn't fun. I've been getting overworked. I'm very tired. I'm doing very bad in Halo these past few days. I know it's a shock to everyone, but I'm like having a hard time. I'm like fucking playing the game. I'm like, I'm doing terrible. I'm getting so bad. And Philip is like, you're at the top of the leaderboard. And I'm like, yeah, you're winning, I feel like I'm course. doing terrible. <laughs> I don't feel good about this. That's Halo for sure. I have also not been playing anything except for Dead Space 3 and a little bit of Final Fantasy and Halo. So we really What's up with all have... of the AFKs in Halo right now? That's what I'm talking about, too. Like, Jana probably gets so tired of me complaining because every game, I'm like, I wonder who the AFK is going to be this time on my team. And then, like, I look at the leaderboard and we're playing Oddball, and you see the person that has zero points, not even, like, zero you know like score or anything because like you get points for killing people yeah, even if it's objective assisting, game. like scoring just doing like one damage will get you 10 points on your little scorecard thing it makes me so angry to see someone doing nothing like what are they doing are they just con <laughs> are they conscientious protesters in the game like just making us suffer like because i want to play oddball i think oddball's fun you know they could just be starting up the matches just to get the match complete bonus like they might not even care if we win or not. Like people are su people are leveling up fucking like accounts. Like it's yeah, League of it's Legends. Like botting, where they just start the account in AFK. Like it's fucking RuneScape. That's yeah. absolutely absurd. I, I mean, hate this fucking. I hate the only world. Only explanation I can think of. Where like almost every game has one. It's very strange. I haven't played ranked. Is I don't know if is this in ranked also? Because if it's in ranked also, then it's got to be like conscientious objectors or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have noticed a lot of uh, like just people disconnecting and ranked, but I feel like that's just the Halo console base. That's yeah, it's just how it is. <laughs> like every game, there's a disconnect on one team or the other, which is weird because you think like if you're gonna sit down and play ranked, like you probably care about your rank, right? Yeah. Apparently not. Oh. I, I answered wrong. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about me personally. So with that, is there anything more you want to put in the intro before we kick it back to past Philip and Dave? I don't know what's going on on Twitter, but 1H1D tagged me in something in like a really long thread. He's like, Gaming Together Pod have been great to interact with even when Nave won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, that's what we can talk about. You were going on, a, was it Too Many Games or what was the name of their show? Uh, so many games, so little time. Oh, excuse me. I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm 100% sure, actually. Yeah, so as of this release, that episode is already out, and you guessed on there, and you talked about Psychonauts 2? Question mark? Uh, yeah, Psychonauts yeah. 2. Go check them out. Uh, their, uh, their Twitter is at SMGSLT. It's just an acronym for so many games, so little time. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and then Philip and Nate from the past are probably going to be telling you about something not important. Yeah, and then I'm going to scream really loud for an extended period of time. And then after we get done doing that, you'll meet us again, future Philip and Nave. So see All you right. in a minute. <laughs> yeah. You want to just like, no. restart the whole thing? No, we're not starting over. <sighs> we were only like six minutes in. 10 minutes in well fucking four or five of the minutes was just you going to piss me getting a monster <laughs> like i hit the recording like pretty early no i'm leaving it in and we're back okay Nate. what if i told you you didn't have to be a mailman anymore why i mean at any point i could stop being a mailman no you're trapped a slave <laughs> to the postal service <laughs> They actually don't like I get I quit and I get a I uh, do like interviews for Cox Cable or something. And then whenever I show up on the first day, I walk through the doors and it's another mailroom. No, I was more. And they're like, you're on Route 33. And I'm like, fuck. I was more talking about how you have, you know, bills to pay and a dog to feed. So you have to work for a living. But what if? Yeah, she's always hungry. You just got paid to work for gaming together. That would be optimal. Yeah, so this is where I talk to you, co-op partners at home. What are you home. doing? We now have a Patreon account that's down in the description below. If we had enough reoccurring donations that we could hire Nave full-time, he would no longer have to be a slave to the Postal Service. Philip keeps doing these things where he doesn't put it in the notes, so I don't know it's coming. So he's like trying to lead me into saying something specific, but I don't know what he wants me to say. <laughs> that's right, Nave. Just by becoming as low as, like, if every one of our listeners became $5 donors, Nave could quit his job and just work and make Gaming Together content. I didn't do the math, but um, that's probably right, right? I don't think that's right. <laughs> I mean, Nave, just disclose uh, your monthly earnings on the podcast right now. I make m more than more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you don't know we how many like listeners we have. 25 listeners weekly, $5 each. I make more than <laughs> <laughs> I make more than that amount of money. <laughs> so this is the mission I give to you, co-op partners. Go to our Patreon, become recurring donors, 
and we can hire Nave. Hell yeah, I'm glad to, I would be glad to be part of the crew. Yeah. All right, Nave. So our game this week, Dead Space 3. I had to check and make sure I didn't mess it up. Yes. Also, I don't know if we said it. This is episode 30. <laughs> yeah, I, I named. I keep naming the... Yeah, well, you named is it, it Dark 30? Space. Or was the last one episode 30? Oh, yeah, this is episode 31. Yeah, that's it. We're moving right along. <laughs> so episode 31, Dark Space 3. Yeah, look at us. Dead. I was about to say 31 3. consecutive weeks, but that's not that's not true. Yeah, it's, it has not been consecutive, but we make do. This game is a 2013 hit from Visceral Games produced by EA. What is uh, Visceral Games doing these days, Tuv? Oh, well, Dave, if you read the notes, I put in there already. They're shut they down. They shut down. That's the, yeah. they're, they're shut down. Visceral Games and how they shut down in 2017 when they were going to make a fourth installment in the series. Instead, EA is making a remake of the first game with Motive Studios, who did such hits as Battlefront 2 and Squadrons. Did they, they didn't do them. They, I, I'm sure they were just assistant studios, probably. Because DICE did Battlefront. No, well, DICE did Battlefront 1. They didn't do Battlefront 2? Oh, now you got me down myself. I'm not sure. Did DICE do Battlefront 2? Developer DICE. Oh. Oh, in collaboration with Motive Studios. Okay, I guess you win this round, Nave. I don't even know. I could have been easily wrong about that, honestly. I just like to pretend that I know what I'm talking about so that people believe me. This game being uh, made in 2013 at the height of... Well, I don't even say the height. Just at a point in EA doing their money grubbing. Uh, Nave, how about you tell, give us a little history on the secondary game market? and how developers tried to combat it. Uh, what they wanted to do was lock online uh, and cooperative play behind a paywall Disgusting. for used copies. And the way that they did that was in new copies of the game, they would have a little a little plastic thing where the instruction manual usually goes. And on the back of it would have a code for an online pass, which I think was either 10 or $15 usually. And that online pass gated the multiplayer experience for most of EA's games. It was very anti-consumer, or it was mainly, it, was, it wasn't like extremely anti-consumer, but it was definitely trying to snuff out the secondary market, kind of similar to how the X, uh, Microsoft did with the Xbox One reveal. They, they were really going after the secondary market too, which is how they got fucking plastered, like literally ran over on stage, live, te- live television, just a straight murder that happened to them. Well, they, I'm all, they obviously talking about the Sony. Uh, this is how we share games uh, video. But they still kind of like stood their ground. They have the digital only Xbox, which officially, you know, kind of shuts down the secondary market right there. Yeah, well, for sure, I was. I'm already in the digital. I was in the digital age pretty fast. Whenever the, whenever I realized that the Xbox One, you could download games onto the hard drive, but you still had to have the CD in. And if you bought a CD, you had to download the game. You could, you can't just put the CD in and immediately start playing like on the 360 and everything yeah. before that. I was like, well, I'm done with physical for now on. You know what I mean? So that's a pretty I good adopted question. it really early. I feel like I've also like adopted it pretty early, like because I was already in that with Steam. But as time has gone on, I almost feel the other way. Whereas like for systems like the Switch, I have every, like, I think I only own, like, two digital games on the Switch. The rest of my games are all hard copies. 
yeah, before my ex took my Switch, I had all physical copies on the Switch as well, except for Animal Crossing, because that game was just never going to not be on the yeah. Switch, you know? That's also the one I, that I don't have a digital version of. That thing using cartridges lends itself to buying physically, because, you know, you can just plop the cartridge in and just start playing, and also the SD cards are just really, really, really small, yeah. uh, mem- the default one that it comes with, so there's not a whole lot of reason to... Uh, try and go digitally with that thing especially since it's like it's supposed to be portable but also like they have online games and stuff and you obviously can't just be portable like that it's really it's a really confusing console but it's funny i never (laughs) really played it but now i that i don't have one anymore it's like i really want a switch again all of us i was like i really want to play super mario sunshine just the fact that i don't have it with me anymore also you can't buy that fucking game anymore that still Oh, so yeah. it's like it's back in the vault. I bought that game, played it once, and then I don't have my Switch anymore. So it's like, shit. You know, um, what are we talking about? Well, okay, we were going on a tangent, but I'm about to take the tangent even farther. Have you heard of Super Mario Eclipse? No, is that like a some kind of fan mod? Yes, it is like a massive total conversion for Super Mario Sunshine. And it's not multiplayer co-op or anything like that, but I've just always been like kind of like watching it over the last couple of months when I kind of discovered it. And well, I didn't discover it; it's always been there. But you know, since I encountered it, and I'm like, since you were in the Egyptian ruins and you got your brush <laughs> yeah. and swiped off some sand and found it. Yeah, Super Mario Clips, the Super Mario Sunshine mod that features like different characters, new nozzles, and all this other stuff. And I keep thinking about like, am I really going to go through the process of modding super mario sunshine to play this really cool looking mod is and it it sounds edgy is it like is it like a the super i mean the uh sonic werewolf game no i wish it's pretty it looks pretty tame like it, they didn't like they definitely like pumped up the difficulty i forgot what it's called like those really difficulty like mario run like on super mario maker 2 or whatever like they have a Are name you talk about challenges. the one where you, they take they take away the flood and you just have to run on like the cogs and shit like the yeah, wooden stuff blocks. like that like there's a, like they added a bunch of like more challenge modes like that where but it's not like edgy it's just harder with more challenges mixed in with the super mario sunshine you know hover system and like the the flood and everything also while i'm thinking about it um last week our last episode on what, what was it morrowind yeah. Uh, someone on Discord messaged me, and they're like, "Were you eating?" <laughs> Whenever, <laughs> and I forgot we we had a whole bit planned out where I talked about this, but we just forgot and we continued along with the episode. But the whole time I was eating a giant thing of mashed potatoes, <laughs> and so anytime I sounded like I had something in my mouth, it's because I did. I think I bring it up once, like yeah. real quick. I specifically, like ask you Phil a question. Because Philip asked me a question the yeah. moment I, like, right when I spoonfold a fucking huge thing of mashed potatoes in my mouth. I'm like, I can't answer this question. Oh, that's whenever, I, like, I used to work with this guy back in, back when I was debriefing airplanes or whatever. And old Papa's, he's out of the Air Force now, rest in peace. He was getting medically discharged, but he would just bring in family-sized things of mac and cheese and mashed potatoes just from like i don't know like sam's or something like that and he would microwave that sucker for like eight or nine minutes and then he would just sit there and eat spoonfuls of mac and cheese and everybody like dude you're gonna die and he's like i'm already dying (laughs) they're kicking me out of the air force because i'm unhealthy and it's like yeah 
I can tell. <laughs> oh, Pavas. He was a good dude. Yeah, I got that thing of mashed potatoes, right? And I threw a whole bunch of uh, cheese and butter and fucking put some uh, chopped green onions and shit. I made it delicious. And then I got about like a third, like maybe even like a quarter of the way into it. And I was like, this is so much mashed potatoes. <laughs> like I was really regretting it. Because I on the on the box it says serves four or serves five, something like that. And I'm like, whatever. You know, I can eat it as the entree, just mashed potatoes, that's it. That's where my life is at right now, listeners. It was so because it, it doesn't feel like that much when you're holding it, but when you're eating it, you're just like, <laughs> Oh god. Yeah. I don't see the bottom yet. So stupid. All right, so bringing the tangent back. So what uh, we were we talking about? EA micro or money grubbing. Oh, yeah. You know how – so when I was a poor high school kid, you know how I got around that? I just what? went to GameStop, opened the new games up, and just Don't took the it. fucking code out. Oh, my God, Nave. You rebel. Well, so that's the thing, too. So uh, there's, a, there's a similar situation with uh, Rock Band 2 where Rock Band 2 had a code on it so that you could redeem it to Rock Band 3. Or Rock Band 1 had a code on it so you could redeem it to Rock Band 2 or something like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It was uh, Green Day Rock Band. That's it. So Green Day Rock Band had a code. Because Rock Band 1 and Rock Band 2, you just logged into those games and paid for it there, and then it just exported it, right? Because yeah. they didn't know if there's going to be a 3. But Green Day Rock Band specifically was like – Rock Band 3 was already out, I'm pretty sure. And so they were just like, you can export these Rock Band. Anyways, I – didn't get a code in my game because probably some fucking young punk did that to me. And so I had to go find one. So I went to GameStop and just fucking opened up <laughs> new copies of the game while no one was looking until I found one with the code in it. Oh, Nave. You Got know, my green day. I would call you a little goblin for that, but I feel like I've done worse as far as I don't even know how to describe this shenanigans you're doing. I remember like whenever I had my PlayStation, like we were dumb kids. So our disc would get like scratched up to basically fix the game. We would go to Blockbuster, rent a copy of the game that we scratched up and then swap the disc and come back and say, hey, man, this game scratched. And they're like, yeah, this game scratched. And then you get a different rental for free and you fix your game. I think they stopped doing that because like they would put something on the inside of the disc, like a fluorescent yeah. sticker. Like on family video, so that that's how they <laughs> stopped it. Oh, was it Family Video that did that? It's been yeah. so long since I've rented anything. I mean, I guess I'm renting shit constantly because of Game Pass, but that's different. So there's the online passes. That's one money grub. Another money grub is the microtransactions. Because I was not sure. Like, I forgot about this completely. But then you're like, hey, this is the game that has the crafting system. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, there's a crafting system, whatever. It's probably like the Assassin's Creed crafting system where you send people out on missions or whatever but this is like a no joke you just get resources over time by sending a robot out Ex same as assassin's creed except i almost feel like harder hard, more hardcore because the assassin's Creed was like a solo experience this is a co-op game that actively features co-op as like a main selling point and you're just kind of like locked behind upgrades unless you take part of this crafting system and you even decided yeah. to give him what, like two dollars, five dollars, to? <laughs> I gave him three bucks. You gave him three bucks. I just wanted to see what it was, which is hilarious because the thing that I bought you can get for free, which with this in-game thing called a ration. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, oops, but it didn't matter. It was 
This is three bucks. And I was just overpowered for half the game. I'm pretty sure because we played this game on the hard difficulty. Yeah. Like as hard as we could get at the at the time because we didn't unlock the hardest one. And we were like just blowing through the game. But I think partially it is because I had such strong weapons in the early game. I was very, very strong. Like that's what really got me is just like starting out if we're already starting to hit like the gritty. I did not like that because like in the first game you got your um what's it called the cutter not the cutter the the, the, the plasma cutter which was like a mining plasma ship cutter? tool yeah the plasma cutter it was like a mining tool or something like that or a ship repair tool like it was this like significant because your character's like a, a spaceship engineer and I'm like okay this is like his this is like his Mario fire flower like this is the signature weapon. Like if you put Isaac Clark in Smash Bros, this would be his neutral B attack. You know, that makes sense. That's a weird way to put it, but I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. In this, you can just like craft random weapons right off the bat. If you pay five dollars the EA gods, they will bless you with a, you know, mid tier power weapon. Just here you go. I did not like that. Yeah, there's is what I'm trying there's to say. Not, there's not like specific guns. Like every like the other two games had specific guns. Like this is the assault rifle. This is the the gun with the blade at, that is that fires chainsaw blades. Out. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's none of that. The whole game has a whole it has a whole bunch of different like uh, schematics where you can like make pre-made guns, but they're just the same guns with a whole bunch of different like parts interchanged, or you can just make your own gun. Which is kind of hard <laughs> because it's like you become choice par- paralyzed. Yes, a there's little a bit. lot of customization. But you don't have everything all at once. You slowly like get pieces of fucking different weapons. Like you slow you you don't immediately have access to the flamethrower. That was the other thing. In the other games, you could carry three or four weapons in your little quick slots. This game, you get two, and it seemed like it didn't matter what I picked because I would just add more damage circuits to the gun I was using. So I just used a homemade plasma cutter that had a blade on the end for 90, 90% of the game probably until I had enough rations to build a better gun, which then I switched to. Yeah, I had like an assault rifle. Not an assault rifle. It was like a single shot rifle, but it had a shotgun at the bottom of it. And that thing carried me throughout the entirety of the game. And the only gun I ever used all, uh, different than that was a grenade launcher. And I only used that whenever a clump of enemies just ended up in front of me spontaneously. I'd be like, oh, uh, grenade launcher time. Because I killed myself more often than not with that thing anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was always funny. Like sometimes, like so Philip, I don't know why, but we always had this excess of bullets the whole time. Like it did not feel like hard difficulty. Like we were just slaying the whole time. Like, I mean, you died really fast, but we never ran out of resources. Like the, the difficulty description yeah, it's like uh, low we resources, would... more like stronger enemies. That was literally like the description. And I'm well, like, oh, so no. Philip was like in survival horror mode the whole fucking game, but I'm just running around just fucking shotgunning open boxes, you know, because it's kind of like Resident Evil 4 where like you can knife boxes and there's like shit inside. Well, <laughs> I'm just like shotgunning them, shooting with them with grenade launchers, just fucking being an idiot and just picking up like I shoot it with a shotgun and then pick up four bullets. I'm like, yeah. sweet. Well, each you know ammo I mean? pickup was only four bullets. So if you like used more than four bullets to kill an enemy, odds are like you're running out of bullets unless you get some out of a box. And then you're wasting bullets on boxes. Meanwhile, I'm like stomping each box or picking it up with my telekinesis and smashing it that way. Which is weird because this game it has universal uh, ammunition. So you have one type of ammo for every single different weapon. 
and each yeah. weapon just uses a different amount of the ammunition. I think one reason why I was using so little is because that single shot rifle, I don't think it used that much ammunition. Like I think I could shoot a couple of times before I needed before it counted one bullet. You know what I mean? Or yeah. maybe it was even like clips or something. Because you know we never had like more than like three three to five stacks of ammo in our in our inventory at a time. But we would go through a whole firefight, and I would still be like at three to five stacks of ammo. <laughs> like I don't know how that would happen. But and yet again, all the in, uh, or I mean, like I said earlier, all the enemies drop shit. It may or may not be ammo. Usually, a lot of the time it was like stasis that we were never using. Oh yeah. And see, like, I know we're going to compare these games to the first two a lot because this game really is a divergent. I didn't know how much because I'm, you know, I've probably played the first one through at least one or two times. The second one, I know I played it through twice. And this one, it was like not having separate ammos for the weapons seemed ridiculous because in the other one, it was like, okay, I got flamer ammo and it's taking up a slot in my pocket. I have... Uh, chainsaw blades taking up a slot in my pocket i have the uh giant harpoons like and so like you would have to manage inventory because it was survival horror you'd have to get it back to your little storage box then swap weapons because like okay now i need the you know the chainsaw gun because i have chainsaws or i'm low ammo on this and then that was the other thing is like i'm so used to conserving ammo that in the other games i would always do the trick you shoot off an alien's arm you then use your telekine- telekinesis to pick up that alien's arm and then stab him with it just to conserve ammo because that was always like a, a pretty good kill usually if you took off their other arm with it. The thing is, is like those enemies are way too fast in this game for that kind of shit. I saw you multiple times trying to pull that off. Yeah. And I'm it, like, they, did you get him? And you're like, no, he was already dead. They crank <laughs> up the enemy speed so much in this game. Like they were not this fast in the other games. Speaking of like comparing this game to the first two, um oh shit what was i gonna say never mind well comparing this game to the first two what happened in to the story in the gameplay all right Nate, i don't know if you remember the first two but i'll give you a recap real quick dead space one you are going to find your wife slash girlfriend i don't remember on a yeah on a mining ship you get there everybody's dead but you're still talking to her over comms and you're like she's here somewhere There's a giant space rock that's turning everybody into monsters and making people crazy and making them like see things and stuff. You go through a whole adventure of eventually destroying the giant space rock, but not before it downloads its blueprint into your brain where you're starting to see like these weird arcane symbols of these, you know, other beings from outside of space. At the same time, you're just trying to find your girlfriend. But you see her the whole time. You finally get to like near the end of the game and you find her. And turns out she's been dead the whole time. She killed herself, and you've just been seeing like the alien super. I forgot what it was called. What's the what's the, the marker? That's it. The marker has just been warping your mind since you've been here. And then now that your mind's all like messed up, it downloads the program into your mind, so that even when you destroy it, the game ends with you going back to Earth, and they extract the program from your mind. And they rebuild a new marker that once again unleashes, you know, basically hell on space that you have to deal with when you wake up. The only reason I remember Nicole's name is because all of the chapters, the first letter of each chapter spells out Nicole is dead. 
See, that's fantastic. Like that is okay. It's not that subtle, but it's clever enough. And then you go to the second game and you're basically like dealing with these visions that you're constantly seeing. Cause you're like going crazy in the second game as well. You keep seeing your dead girlfriend. Um, half the things you walk into, you think you're seeing like normal human stuff, but of course it's a, you know, a pile of dead alien bodies or whatever. And you're like, wow, this is like not a good time, bro. And then we get to the third game where the only person that seems to suffer from the psychosis or whatever is your co-op partner. I don't remember his name. Carver? Carver, that's it. Carver, yeah. Well, I mean, Isaac is like constantly tripping balls too. Yeah, but he's like seeing actual alien stuff now. He's not seeing like anything about like personal to him. Whereas like the other guy, he's seen like his dead family. We probably would have gotten a payoff if we finished all of that. <laughs> if we finished that story arc, we might have gotten an explanation for it all. Well, I assume that Carver's having the initial effects of being near the markers that Isaac was having in the other games. It makes sense because Isaac was having personal hallucinations also. Yeah, but what happened, Nave? Like, why did it get bad? Well, here's the thing. Um, companies like to make money. That's the that's the first one right at the top. That's inexcusable. It's fine, but um, the way that I the way the trajectory of this series is very in line with the game that influenced it, which is Resident Evil Four. Like basically, the guys who made Dead Space were like they looked at Resident Evil Four and they're like, we need to make this, but again. Yeah, what you know what space. I mean? Like they wanted to do it again, and so. In my head, the way that these work, which is kind of going to – it's going to fall apart what I just said. But it's like Do Dead it. Space 1 was like the original Res- Resident Evil 1 and 2, right? Not 3. Yeah. 3 is its own thing. 3 wasn't even supposed to be a mainline Resident Evil game. I, I don't – we can't get into it. All right. <laughs> Dead Space 1 was supposed to be like – you know, it's, it's kind of like Resident Evil 1 and 2 in my mind. And then Dead Space 2 is kind of like Resident Evil 4 where – they're holy shit there's so much action but it's so good like they improved on everything you know what i mean it's so it's it's fucking great and then dead space 3 is like resident evil 5 and 6 you know what i mean like it's the same trajectory just way faster (laughs) it just happened like within one console generation (laughs) you know what i mean it went through that whole character arc that resident evil went through and then right now, Resident Evil got remade by, by going with 7, and now Dead Space is getting remade. So, I mean, it's still continuing to follow along, you know what I mean? Yeah, I see exactly what you mean. And I would agree that, but with Resident Evil, like, say, like, if Resident Evil 3 is closer to Resident Evil 5, where it's more action and less overall horror, why is the gameplay not better? Because whenever I was playing it, like, Resident Evil 5... The gameplay in, like, the core loop is still fun to play. I don't remember any, like, real dragging bits besides some of the fetch things whenever you're, like, fighting the tribes in the underground cave. That's kind of rough. But any other part was, like, pretty fun. Like, except for maybe... uh, Okay, now I keep thinking of different scenes. Like the motorcycle (laughs) chase scene when you're in the back of the the gunners shooting the the motorcycle. Yeah, Yeah, that was kind of bad. So, okay... (laughs) <laughs> Forget Resident Evil 5. <laughs> so, so I take it all back. <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil 5, bad game. But Dark Souls 3. No, Dead Space 3. <laughs> God. God damn it. Dead Souls 3. This game has 
so many parts that are just feel like they're tacked on where they were like, we need something to basically drag out the play time because it took us, I think 11 hours to finish the game. I think it was listed like 12 hours on how long to beat. So we were going a little fast, but most of our deaths and most of our slowdowns were from these trash encounters of the mountain climbing or how was the other one? Or just like, I guess it was all mountain climbing were like the bad ones. Like it was mostly mountain climbing. Yeah. Or I mean, you could fly through the air. Yeah, the flying one was bad. Flying forward through the air, occasionally you get hit by something and die, and you have to restart the whole thing all over. Or the gimmick bosses. Like there was one gimmick boss where you had to harpoon them, and then crank the harpoons to split them in half. Or there was this part where like everything was catching on fire, and you had to like run a really long gauntlet with enemies that couldn't die, so you had to keep stationing them. But we kept just getting caught in the fire and killed. And we only had like three health packs each because we just oh, got through I like hardcore fights. Yeah. That one was like, you need to get out of there right now. It's going to blow. And we're like, oh, let's get out of here. And... and that was back when we were barely crafting anything. Like we weren't yeah. crafting health packs and stuff. Once we realized, oh, we should probably just start crafting health packs and ammo. Like the game for the rest of the time. It's like either you insta kill us or we're just going to walk through this section. Yeah. But I feel like most of the gunfights, or what I would call like the real game, like we were just blown through it like no problem. Like we die every once in a while when we were just kind of, I don't know, being lazy or stupid. But most of the time, like if we were just standing there like back to back gunning them down, we couldn't die. You know what I forgot to do? What? Make a Twitter thread of this. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh well. So Nave. Now that we've kind of complained about the weird kind of game mechanics they forced into there, uh, were you ever spooked during the spooky game? Um, occasionally, I, I'm never. I never got scared, but I would get startled by some enemy getting close to me, like close, like in some blind spot. And I, I mean, for the first half, that's how, it, how I felt. I would be a little startled, like, "Oh no, please don't hurt me!" But I wouldn't be scared. But it would be like frustration towards the end game because like (laughs) there are some enemy types that are really fast and they are specifically designed to flank you (laughs) and boy do you does that get old (laughs) like gets really old yeah we were definitely dragging near the end like this game had used a lot of our good faith in the uh in the mountain climbing sections or the fire evading sections and so anytime like anything annoying happened, it's like, oh, I guess we got to do it again. Which is uh, the the whole time that we played this game, I actually live streamed it on Twitch. And so um, I've been trying to edit the video down as kind of like a like a montage of the game just to see like our overall experience with the game. And it's the whole playthrough. I mean, it's really long, so I don't know if I'm actually going to get through the whole thing or if I get, like, four hours into the recording and just go, fuck it, this is the video, you know? And <laughs> just upload yeah. whatever I've got. It, there is a definite shift in morale, <laughs> like, towards the third day that we're playing this game. Yeah, I know exactly the feeling you're talking about because I remember, like, starting out, it's like, uh, we were fighting cultists with guns, and I'm like, this isn't Dead Space. Like, Dead Space takes place on an abandoned spaceship or space station, 
where we slowly, you know, run out of bullets and have to survive by like good accuracy on taking off the limbs of the enemies and like repairing the space station. And we got through that little bit of fighting the cultists and then we made it onto a damaged space station. And I'm like, this is my dead space. Let's do this. And we had so much fun. At least I had a lot of fun during that period. I remember getting jump scared. I remember being jump scared by dumb stuff too. Like I turned my camera too fast and you're standing behind me. And I'm like, ah, like the second I look at you, <laughs> I'm like, don't sneak up on me, Nave. Whenever, That's in like, the video. So like, it's funny because you turn around, it, like you make like a really wide turnaround. And then <laughs> I'm right there and you shoot and I turn around and aim my gun. I'm like, what? What's behind me? <laughs> Yeah, so like we were having a good time then, but by day two and three, like we were just losing so much steam. Like even the cutscenes were wearing on us. Like not even the gameplay, just cutscenes where we were just doing nothing. Like it would be a cutscene, usually part of the weird love it triangle where it's like at the end of the second game, you escape from like Titan Tower or whatever, Titan Station with oh, what's her name i don't remember her name new girlfriend ellie. pretty much ellie yeah but the, the only reason is, i remember her name is because i kept making last of us jokes <laughs> yeah so she you know you guys team up and escape at the end of the second game well guess what it turns out isaac is having some really bad mental issues after going through the first game and the second one so he's not <laughs> cool to be around what so, yeah i know so she leaves him and meets up with this other guy which, surprise, he's a real jerk. Biggest stick up the ass. Yeah. Fucking yeah. God. So, and for, I don't remember exactly why, but she's a part of the movement to basically destroy the final marker machine or whatever, the Delta Halo, the Ark, blow it up. And she's like, hey, Isaac, you know, you're you were the chosen one. How about you help along? And Isaac's like, I just want to die. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and you haven't seen the like, things I've seen. Yeah, and she's like, "Wow, Isaac, you're a jerk." There's a reason I I like my new boyfriend. And meanwhile, and the new his, boyfriend, her new boyfriend, shows up to go fucking force us to be enlisted <laughs> in the in the thing anyway. Yeah, and then finally we get on the ark to go blow it up, and uh, the boyfriend's like, "Yo, things are going sideways, Isaac." This is a bad idea. We shouldn't do it. And Isaac's like, this was all your idea. We're here. We're going to do it. And the boyfriend's <laughs> like, no, Isaac, I'm going to kill you and end this all. Like you're ruining everything with me and my girlfriend. And so I don't remember how it happens exactly. But Carver's like, do it, Isaac. Kill him. Kill him, Isaac. <laughs> and then was Isaac, he like that or was that just me doing that? <laughs> I don't remember. But either way. We, we were, were talking like, over every single every cut scene towards the yeah. end. We're like, yeah, just do it. So. He ends up dying. Having conversations. <laughs> we don't even know what the fucking, what's going on anymore. So boyfriend dead. Uh, we then go back and Ellie's like, where's boyfriend? And Isaac Immediately leads after. Immediately. Yeah. We walk around the corner. She heard the gunshot. <laughs> she had to have. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember what you said, but it was like, Isaac says, I shot him. Or something like that. And you're like, why would you lead with that? Like, that is <laughs> I weird. killed him in cold blood. And then Carver's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, he tried to kill us. What the fuck, Isaac? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. God. And that's the part. It's like, we're like, I don't know about you, but I was actively cringing in basically every cutscene. Because 
God, all the characters were just either useless or <laughs> just there for melodrama. You know that scene in Austin Powers where he's like, he gets the sharks with the laser beams, and then he's like, I'm going to leave now and not witness the death of my arch nemesis. <laughs> That's exactly what the bad guy in this game is like. There are multiple <laughs> oh, times, yeah. like, Ellie gets captured, and he's like, I'm going to kill her. And I'm like, kill her then! Do it! Why won't you just kill her? What do you need her for? <laughs> no, but that's just it, Nave. The point where he's holding her hostage is also after a different scene where we were escaping a lab that was in the middle of <laughs> burning down from like acid spray from the defense systems. And like if catches you, you on fire or yeah, something. Like you instantly die if you touch the like the acid spray. And Carver and Isaac escape, and we're looking back through the door, and we see Ellie, and she's like, I'm not gonna make it. Finish the fight for me. And of course you're <laughs> yeah. like Yes, Ellie, we will finish the fight for you. And then we close the door and leave. And we're like, well, that character's dead. Thank God. And then the next scene, she's captured by them. And <laughs> she's like, like, I escaped through the air ducts. And I'm like, isn't that where the gas came from? <laughs> Not to mention, like, what are the air ducts why? are for? <laughs> yeah, why would there be open air ducts if it's releasing gas that literally like requires the room to be sealed to start spraying the, <laughs> the gas? Like, there were so many things that were just terrible. Anyways, whatever, whatever. And then, okay, so the evil cultist leader, very evil guy, by the way, if you didn't notice, is, you know, holding her hostage <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to kill her unless you give me the the index. And Isaac's like, no, uh, like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, let him kill me, Isaac. Just let him kill me. <laughs> and Carver's like, no, Isaac, there's a better way. Give him the index. And I'm like, who's side that's are you the thing. on? It's because the, if he gets the index, then the whole he's gonna awaken the Cthulhu monster in the moon, and everyone dies. <laughs> oh God, I and Carver's about just that. like, here you go. There's like no plan, no plan. Of course, it's a, the video game. You end up killing the thing at the end, but it's like these guys in this situation have no idea. And I'm like, what happens if he kills Ellie? There's two of them with their guns pointed at him. What is his plan? What, yeah, how does he, he escape the situation too. alive? Oh, and that's uh, yes, he's like, by himself. He held up his end of the bargain, too. That was the other weird part. It was like, we throw him the index, he throws us Ellie, and then he turns around and starts plugging in the index, like, you know, doing the whole, like, thing to summon God. And at that point, I'm like, light him up. And he were even yelling, yeah, like, I'm like, why is this guy still alive? Why is he alive? Like, cause like <laughs> at that point, Carver and Ellie and Isaac are just standing there doing nothing, watching them. Yeah, they're just looking at Ellie. <laughs> like the camera pan. I, I, all I can imagine. This is exactly what probably happened too. Like just in regards to saving Ram and shit. Like the developer side. Like the camera pans to the fucking dude plugging in the index, and they they just freeze in place. Like from the last time that you saw them, you know what I mean? Like their models are just frozen there, but that's actually what they're doing in the game. They just stopped moving. Okay. They could have lit him up 17 times and reloaded and you know, lit him up again in the time it took him to plug the thing in. I'm okay with like Tableau kind of shots like this because like you see this in Pokemon, for instance, where you walk into a building and everything freezes except for like the team rocket grunt that runs over, beats somebody up and then runs out and nobody moves until he leaves. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, they're like, this is a precedent in games, but if this is an action game, which it's been for the last 10 hours of gameplay where you aren't even safe in cutscenes because quick time events will happen. 
why is there no quick time event here? Why is there no, <laughs> you know, like, why do we not get to take a throwing knife at the end of, at the minute, like last a little bit and throw it over there, Call of Duty style or anything? Like, this is just so lame. There's a quick time event for that scene where the girl was in the room like, go on without me. And you it's like, mash the A button to close the door on Ellie. And it's like, okay, bye-bye. It's like, but you can't shoot the dumbass at the end of the game. I don't even care if you shot him, but he succeeded in plugging it in. Like, just give us the cha- opportunity okay, that would to be kill better. that guy. That would be much better. Like, if he just dies and, like, plugged in. But the other thing is, like, the index, I don't even know what, it, what it's called. We keep calling it the index because of Halo. But that's basically what it is. Uh, he, oh, that's the thing. I think thing. it's like, like the codex or something. Co- what uh, were we doing with the codex? I don't even remember. Because the thing is, like, I always figured you take the, you take it because it looks like a big green battery. And, like, he plugged it in one way and twisted it. And it summoned God from the moon. If you plug it in and twist it the other way, does it delete God or something? Well, the thing is, is that the codex was made when whenever we put the alien together and then he took the codex. We didn't even have it. I don't remember if we that was our main purpose was to get the codex, but we put the alien together for some reason. Who cares? And the codex got made. That guy shows up. He takes the codex, and then we go and get the codex back from him. Like, our goal was to stop him from using the codex. But then he captured Ellie, so we had to go find him and kill him. But we also had brought the codex with us. <laughs> Whenever, <laughs> to the place yeah. where he needs to use the codex. Maybe we should have paid more attention. But that was just it is like... I don't know. Like, I signed up for a horror game, but this was full mystery science theater level of camp, where... We were just laughing during the cutscenes, yelling at the screen when somebody does something stupid. Like this was like bad movie level writing. It felt. Yeah, there were multiple times where I was like, "They're like, oh, we're gonna freeze to death out here." I'm like, "Good, <laughs> die." <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, that was another just like dumb mechanics where they're like, oh, "We spend all we could spend all these resources upgrading like our oxygen levels or whatever." After we got off Spooky Space Station number one, back when <laughs> oh, the yeah. game was fun, and then like, did we like ever by the time you can fully upgrade your oxygen, again? you never need it again. Yeah, like this game just felt like they were just tacking things on, or they did like, oh, here's the hacking mini game from Dark Souls, or not Dark Souls, Dead Space one and Dead Space two, where you like rotate the circle around, and I'm like, hey, Nave, remember this? Yeah, cool. no, I'm pretty sure we didn't. There, in fact, there's a part where so the moon at the end, like the end boss, you're fighting the moon, and it like. Like, Bayonetta picks up a whole bunch of buildings and, and floor and shit, and you're, like, flying through space. And then both of your helmets break, so you just don't have helmets on, but you're in space fighting Cthulhu up in the sky. And I'm like, I I don't know if that's how space works. Like, don't you just die if you're exposed to the vacuum of space? It happened again where I – like, pretty early in the game where – Isaac gets the spacesuit and then his helmet flies out the window because the whole place got depressurized. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, he went and got the helmet. And I'm like, would he survive that? I don't know. Maybe I just don't know how cold space is. I thought you just immediately, like, not only did you freeze, I thought you, like, the pressure of the atmosphere is important for our internal organs. <laughs> like, like, it's not like, it, <laughs> you know how you go in the water and you feel, like, you feel the pressure of the water. Like if the air is doing that too, if we have no air, there's no pressure, then all of the fluids in your body are just fucking floating willy nilly inside of your body. Right. Am I crazy? 
No, like, am I the only one that thinks about this shit? That's also like how I think our lungs and diaphragm all work with the pressure too somehow. But this game does not factor in logic. Just by looking at one little bit I wanted to share is they are ladders on this this planet that's under the moon that has God in it, the home world of the markers. So these ladders, you run over to them. It requires a buddy to be next to you that way because it's like a progression thing. You push the button on this ladder, and a six-foot ladder slides out of like a little like box and expands. And you go up this tiny, I say six-foot ladder because like the ledge, you can like see above the ledge that you're climbing on. And I assume, you know, Isaac and what's his face are probably like six feet tall giants. But it seems so stupid to have these ladders here. And of course, the ladders then suck back into the machine to make a, you know, re- no return point, point of no return. That's it. This game has so many of those where it's like, all right, we can finally call everything back here because you can't go back there. In a game that seems to try so hard, or at least in the other games, to make a cohesive, logical universe, for them to have these stupid safety ladders, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think... So I'm so okay. So I've been screaming a lot. So I don't listeners. You can't see me. Philip can't see me. But the whole every single time I started screaming, I would I physically stand up and start pacing around my kitchen <laughs> and just start ranting like a fucking madman. And I'm really scaring my dog. Like I really just looked in her eyes and she's really worried. She's like he's he's barking re- really bad about something. And I don't. I hope it's not me. Also, Philip, you were lagging. I couldn't hear what you said. That's why – that's what the non sequitur is for. Oh, Philip. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah. You I fucking disconnected, dude. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm back. You're still lagging. Should I stop it? No, keep it going. So you just want to go into final reviews? <laughs> so you want to do final reviews? Yeah. Okay, it's us in the future. Hey, Nave. Do you even remember what we were talking about at the end? Yeah, I think I was talking the, about how part. lame the game was. I was having fun. I was screaming a lot, but I was having fun for most of the game. Yeah, me too. So, well, with that, how about you take the lead on this one? What would be your final say for Dark Demon Space 3? It's definitely a lot funnier in co-op. I don't know what the single player is like because I played this game. I played this game all the way through with you, and then with my friend Victor from the League of Legends and Borderlands episodes. Uh, I played about seventy percent of the way through. Like we got up until the point where you resurrect the alien, and then we stopped playing like right after that cutscene, and then she never went back for some reason. But um, <laughs> the game is very fun, and it's fast and frenetic. Um, if you like third-person shooters. Uh, the story is nonsensical. Don't pay attention to it. Uh, there's almost no horror, really, unless you're like new to horror games. So when you see a room filled with blood, you get the heebie-jeebies. You might be a little bit scared of this game. I mean, there's a lot of... It's not like a jump scare, but there's a lot of like enemies popping out everywhere. But you kind of get desensitized with that after a while. But that was a problem even in the first Dead Space, where... Uh, this doesn't happen in this game real too often, but like in the first Dead Space, you'll walk past a body and it'll jump up, and then from then on, you just constantly be stepping on the stomping on the bodies to make sure they're dead, <laughs> and and yeah. it never really is a problem ever again. There are some moments that Philip screamed and it was pretty funny. I don't know if the part that we lost was me 
had me mentioning that there's probably going to be a YouTube video of us playing this game on the stream. Uh, but there's going to be that. We'll put it in the description whenever the fuck I get done with that, probably in two months. It's all from my perspective, so if, if that's okay with you guys, I don't know. Oh, and by the way, so at the very end of the game, uh, I stopped connecting to the EA servers just randomly. I just fucking oh, yeah. I could not connect to the game anymore. So what ha the first time it happened, I disconnected from the EA servers, and then every single time after that, Philip's save would not fucking work in co-op. Like every time we loaded Philip's save when he was the host, we would get a perpetual loading screen. And so, but whenever I hosted it, it would be fine if I could connect to the EA servers. I proceeded to get kicked out like two or three more times. We give up. We go and play Halo Infinite, which is the only game, dear listener, this from from when we recorded Morrowind <laughs> to now, the only game we played was one hour of Halo Infinite, and that was during this period on the last day when we couldn't connect to the EA servers. Now, that being said, the game is very fun. In co-op, there are specific, like, missions that you get that are like just extra content when you have both of you there it is literally the same fucking map over and over and over and over and over again just starting from a different place and that is very that is a very strange artistic decision i guess i guess it's, it's interesting because like if you think about it having a copy pasted industrial building like layout is not like completely absurd you know like i live in an, an apartment building and every single apartment is shaped exactly the same you know what i mean yeah and like in the 50 buildings around me so i mean it it kind of like makes sense in a way but it's also very boring so if they don't have like a specific quirk about them which a few of them don't a few of them are just like really murder basic hope yeah murder always then you are going to get very bored of them but some of them are really cool one of the coolest ones we disconnected halfway through and then philip refused to play it so <laughs> i was sad and i thought because because like philip was saying before carver was getting i don't know if this was a part that got cut out or not so we might be referring to things that never happened in the podcast i'm sorry listener because we lost a bunch of footage as you already know probably so uh, Carver's going crazy, just like Isaac was going crazy in the first game. Isaac was going crazy about Nicole. Carver's going crazy about his wife and son? Son, yeah. Um, it's like... It's it's kind of interesting because Carver's seeing shit that Isaac isn't seeing. So when we're when you're playing together, I'm seeing a bunch of like birthday presents everywhere, and Philip was like, those are dead bodies. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a birthday present to me. That was really cool. But it never really goes anywhere other than that. There is a really depressing thing that happens in that where I guess we're going to just yeah, – I don't think they it. care. Yeah. So um, at the end, Carver is leaving like a suicide audio log for his wife, and then his wife comes home after – like at, like as soon as he's like basically done talking into it. And she's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And – He's trying to explain everything, and something about that legitimately, like, completely mood killed me. Like, I'm not even like playing around. Like, the way that he was talking to his wife, like, he's like, "Nothing's wrong, everything's fine, nothing's wrong, everything's fine," and I was like, "Dude, that's what I sound like when something's definitely wrong." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I'm just trying to diffuse the situation, like when I'm really upset, and so that really fucked with me. 
Like, it fucked with me so bad that I played it a second time, and then Philip was, like, leaving, like, ready to leave, go up the elevator, and I'm just standing near the elevator just listening to it again. Just like, damn, this fucking sucks. <laughs> like, I don't like this part. Yeah, I'm going heavy. through my own trauma now. There was probably resolution. There are a bunch of optional missions, and then there's one right towards the end where he starts hallucinating again. And like I said, we lagged out and never actually did it. So we don't actually know how that storyline wraps up. I don't think it matters too much because we yeah. weren't really paying attention to the story. We had to go fight the moon. Which was really cool. There's a card called, uh, you know you know, in Magic the Gathering, the race, the Eldrazi? Of course. They're basically like the fucking uh, Reapers in Mass Effect, essentially, but they're like Orwellian kind of tentacle monsters. The, some of my favorite art in all of Magic is uh, Eldrazi cards. Uh, I love how the Eldrazi look. They're very freakish. There's a card called Imprison in the Moon where uh, the flavor is that Tamiyo, the Moon Sage, like basically gets uh, locks uh, Imrakul in the moon. And um, I was thinking about that because it, it essentially is exactly what you fight. If you Google Imprison in the Moon and look at that art, that is exactly what you fight. You could also just Google the fucking Dead Space 3 boss fight. Yeah. True <laughs> if too. you're there, while you're there, go ahead and do that. Do a comparison. Tell me how much I'm right in the comments down below. Oh my god, stop. But um <laughs> Well, I think I've talked enough. As as Chris as Chris would like, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, shut up and let you talk. So Dead Space Three is a weird spot for me because it checks so many of my boxes. It's like unspeakable horrors from space. Check. Weird psycho, like psychology based image is just like flashing on your character's screen that's specific to his psyche. Like in this case, like Isaac didn't have much besides alien programming, but Carver had his own specific family trauma that kept popping up. And I'm like, yep, that checks. A, that's a strong box I like to see in my video games. Some good Silent Hill, like two stuff. Very nice. And then there's like gunplay that feels so good. Like it felt crisp. There was never a part where I'm like, oh, I shouldn't, I should not have hit that. Or that was a weird hit box. Like there was kind of annoying combat mechanics, like the chickens knocking you over every five seconds. That was pretty annoying, but the gunplay felt good. The gameplay felt good. Even the crafting system. Once I got over that, there was a crafting system was okay, but it feels like so many points in this game were just like, things they threw up on the whiteboard that they decided to just like cram in the game. They're like, here, this will be good. What about a co-op hacking mini game? And we're like, okay, well that slows us down by 30 seconds to do this hacking mini game. That isn't fun. And it's not challenging. Or there's a mini game. It's like, what if Isaac had to do a match three puzzle for sound <laughs> effects in an alien language? And I'm like, this isn't a challenge. This isn't, fun like i guess it's kind of cool in a setting way but then again what alien race like creates a combination lock based on sound effects like that's it looks so weird too because you just pick like three letters that are like three sounds and it's like imagine if you went into and that's their like super ultimate god machine we built a superhuman god machine on earth and i made a door with a combination lock that's only three letters long and it spells the word cat and like you just got to <laughs> rotate till it says cat. And it's not even like this is a hard puzzle it, on the wall above the door. It'll say like it'll have the three symbols. And it's then not also, even that. 
Okay, well, go ahead. You're going to yeah. do it. And then also, just in your head, in Isaac's you know, weird program brain, you hear the whispers of the aliens going, cat, cat, <laughs> like over and over again. And it like puts in the subtitles down at the bottom. And I'm like, God, this is terrible. I can't, you can't, th- you can't put the logic on the puzzles in a horror game that's based off of Resident Evil <laughs> because Resident Evil's never yeah. had that. Like, like you know, the, the police station, it's like, you, in the police station, you're like, hey, boss, I'm going to use the bathroom. They're like, okay, here's the three plates you got to put into the fucking, the fountain <laughs> in the middle so that you can get yeah. in there. Here's the Hope blue fountain plate. Here's the submarine octagon. And here is the fire chariot token. You're going to need all three of these. But make sure they're turned like forty degrees counterclockwise. I don't. Uh, God damn it. God. And so that's just it. Is like in a game that's so good, it is hamstrung by forced trash mechanics, like the extra crafting stuff, the like kind of weird upgrade system, just like the climbing mechanics, like the little climb scaling the mountain, flying through space. It looks cool. It could be a cutscene. It could be a quick time event. And I would enjoy it more. There's already kind of like, I don't know, I feel like a weird point in some narrative-based games like the Tomb Raiders where half the game is a quick-time event and the rest is just like an okay shooter with like a little puzzle thrown in. This game could be benefiting from cutting down these extra mechanics. There's too much variety in this game. Just let me be scared of aliens, let me shoot, or at least put the focus on the more interesting aspects Carver dealing with his like personal loss and the loss of his family. That was the most interesting part of the game. Like when you're talking about spoiling it, I knew you were going to talk about the suicide note because that was the most powerful moment in the whole game. Anything else that happened was either cringy, lame or just not interesting. That's surprising that I thought you, because I thought I was like, oh no, I'm being weird just listening to this over and over again. I got to go. But it was like, that's interesting to hear that you thought that that was impactful too. It was just kind of like the delivery of Carver. Like the the wife, not so much. But if you ignore her while she's talking, because she's kind of just whimpering and sad. But like, I'm sure a lot of people have had that fight with their significant other where some like you were like, she, like they clearly saw through that facade. You know what I mean? And saw how like, anxious and like worried you were about something doesn't have to be suicide doesn't have to be that serious but anything really like financials or anything i'm sure like there was like a whole lot of uh shit going on whenever you were moving across the whole damn country you know and you had to put on a brave face for everyone like that's something that a lot of guys feel you know and and just hearing it randomly in the middle of this fucking scooby-doo world that we found ourselves in just randomly hearing that is uh it was jarring but in the best way well it's like and then you like take it a step further this is a completely optional quest you can play through the whole rest of the game and never encounter it and this was just off the beaten path on the side and you think about it like if this is all in carver's head then isaac isn't hearing these audio logs at least you think maybe like canonically how would these audio logs be here? It doesn't make sense. And then you think about at the end where Isaac is contemplating taking the shot and basically killing Ellie. Carver's the one that says, no, don't do it. Like we have to save her no matter what. Like he's the one like stops Isaac from, you know, taking the shot. 
it is interesting too because um he really is kind of like okay so in the single player carver's not there i assume uh, maybe he's just there in cutscenes, but he's not with you like as an AI companion. If you play by yourself, you, it is only Isaac. I have no idea how this works otherwise. Like I don't know how things play out. I'm sure they play out exactly the same just without Carver talking. But it's interesting because like whenever Ellie is like go on without me and everything, it's also Carver going like Isaac, wake the fuck up, man. We have yeah. to go. This shit is gonna kill us. Then she died for no reason. You know, like listen to me. <laughs> like, and because so Carver's like consistently like the voice of reason, even though at the beginning he's like an edge lord douchebag, like yeah, doofus. He he's definitely the, the shadowed is to uh, the very depressed Sonic the Hedgehog that is Isaac. <laughs> yeah, who then just becomes the voice of reason all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, in all right, this is a really convoluted explanation, but I see Dark Souls Three is a game with massive potential. And some amazing diamonds in it. But it has some real crap in it as well. So I definitely recommend this as a playthrough. Maybe don't play it on hard. Just play it on easy. Take it casual. Like, we weren't really struggling. But it was just it would just be annoying in some parts. I feel like it would be easier if we just... Almost like a walking simulator. And just have fun shooting monsters. Yeah, like, like the most annoying things is when you can definitely get stun locked. Like there's a part at the end of the game I'm definitely putting in the video where like four chickens just started <laughs> headbutting me the millisecond I started getting up. And I had like 12 or 13 different med packs and I used them all over the course of like nine seconds just trying to stay alive so that Philip can find out where the hell I even was and help and shoot them to get them off me. Like I, I've never seen I've never been assaulted by a gang of enemies in this game except for that one time and of course that was one of the points where i'm saying the only times we lose in combat is when we're being stupid or lazy honestly i was just being lazy i'm like ah navel figure it out he's got a grenade launcher and i just like walked away <laughs> the grenade launcher i can't shoot in the situation like that because i'll just kill myself <laughs> you'll be fine all right Wonderful. is there any points you want to hit on before we start to go to our closing uh no we need so this has been 23 minutes of uninterrupted like zencaster not fucking up so i really don't want to like take any more chances all right sounds good this is so gonna be a very we... short episode it feels like yeah we'll see what are we gonna do for our next episode i don't know i put the ascent question mark but i don't even know if i feel like playing the ascent after that jaunt we just did i might need something more lighthearted. Either we're we're either gonna do something small or we're gonna do a retro we're gonna do something big but have a retrospective in the middle. So I might if we decide to do the retrospective route, I'll ship it out to other podcasts like ones that we interact with on Twitter but haven't had on or even Red Circle too. But sounds um, good. Then we can have some. Then we can have a guest on who wants to talk about a game that they actually enjoy. <laughs> no, <laughs> other than me forcing force them, them on. To, yeah, force them to talk about a game they don't care about, like Human Fall Flat. Yeah, I feel bad because I'm like, hey, I'm always just like, hey, you want to talk about this? And they're like, yeah, I haven't really played it, but I do want to talk. That'd be fun. I'm like, that's fine. Like with a, a play along pro a podcast. Ah, fuck. What's his name? Oh, no. Deck. I know his fucking tag is Dexmos, but now I'm freaking forgetting his name. Anyway, I don't know. we need to end this. Yeah, let's just end it. All right, co-op partners. Thanks for joining us on this uh, very confusing. And Is it Jared? <laughs> I think it's Jared. Maybe it's Jared. Jared, thank you for joining us as well on this 
space opera where we go on big adventures to rescue our girlfriend while your buddy is seeing visions of his dead wife. We'll Great. see you next time. How how happy happy time. Yeah.